0: Listen to this ACAST show ad free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, friends, to another R slash ProRevenge video. If you want to join me in acting revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by the Black Templar 125. My mom exacted revenge on her Flaker sister. I just learned about this and I couldn't stop laughing. My mom and her sister slept in the same room when they were kids, and they would trash it to the point that you can't even see the floor. So, my grandma would lock them inside the room until they clean everything. My aunt would always flake by going to the bathroom until my mom was done. Each room had its own bathroom. My mom would get pissed at this, so one time, she completely reorganized the room. She moved furniture and made her bed. When my aunt came out of the bathroom, my aunt was all like, Aw, you made my bed for me, and other stuff like that. My mom played the nice sister and went along with it, but my mom poured lotion, toothpaste, and other stuff under the blanket, and it was like that all day long. When they went to go to bed, my aunt got in, felt all the creams and liquids, and got really angry. Apparently she wouldn't stop crying and never trusted my mother again. My mom was evil, and apparently she also has many more petty revenge stories. If you're gonna flake out on your sibling on helping clean up every single time this happens, Do you think getting a cream and lotion-filled bed after a few times of this is a fair enough payback? Was it going a little too far? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Cyperpedium Canadum. Mortgage provider pissed me off, so now they're losing $27,000 over the life of our mortgage. I'll preface this by saying that the inciting incident was 100% my fault. I had two separate reminders set over a few days to move money into the account our mortgage payment is pulled from but I ignored the first alert and my phone was off for the second. As a result, the mortgage payment bounced. I realized the next morning, yesterday, before it even showed up online, immediately moved the money over and started damage control. I called my bank first to make sure the payment wasn't going to be attempted again. The CSR who answered was very understanding of the fact that crap happens and credited back the $45 NSF fee, 10 out of 10 customer service. Next, I called the mortgage provider Keep in mind at this point it's not even been a full business day since the missed payment and they don't know yet that the payment bounced. I got transferred to the collections department where I explained the situation, asked what the fee would be for my mistake and how to make the payment. $105 returned payment fee. Not ideal but I get it. I made a mistake and need to pay as per the contract we signed. I gave the agent the go ahead to process another auto withdrawal from the same bank account. They paused and began a scripted interrogation, probably the same script they use for people who are chronically behind on payments or just barely avoiding foreclosure. After a few minutes, I started getting frustrated and said that I don't appreciate being treated like a delinquent when I have acknowledged it was my fault and was proactive in calling them. Finally got them to back off, agent agreed to process the payment, and I hung up and immediately started looking for ways to reduce our payments. We're paying $55 a month for life and disability mortgage insurance that we don't need. That's been cancelled. Now they won't be able to collect $15,000 in premiums from us. If we switch our payments to accelerated bi-weekly instead of monthly, we'll save $12,000 in interest, and the payments will always be coming out of my account on payday. It definitely won't bounce again. We'll also keep paying the extra 55 dollars but it'll go towards our principal now instead of insurance premiums so that's even less interest for them. In total, we're saving more than $27,000 over the next 22 years. Too bad they couldn't be nice and understanding of the fact that we're all human and make mistakes. It's definitely not quite on the same scale, but this is why I definitely appreciate companies where like... Let's say you sign up for a free trial, and one day into it, or like as soon as the payment processes, you realize, oh I forgot to cancel that and I was going to. If they actually cancel it and refund you when you contact them, honestly bless them. I have such a huge amount of respect for companies that willingly do that. It makes me feel a lot more positive about being a return customer for sure. Our next story is by The T. Moving out of a rental, and the new tenant is refusing to uphold an agreement we had on furniture I'm leaving behind. I recently bought a place and have moved out of the rental I was staying in. The new tenant and I had a verbal agreement for some furniture I left behind to save us both some trouble and since he didn't have the things I didn't want to take with me. He had agreed to pay $300 and now that I have already rented a truck and moved all but those things we agreed in, he said he's only willing to pay $70 now. It's simply not worth it for me to rent a truck and move this stuff or ask a friend to drive across town and help me put it on the curb for someone to grab for free, and I just don't want to give him the stuff for way less than we agreed, because screw him. I told him we'd be out of the place halfway through the month, so he knew. I'm debating removing the cushions from the couch, some screws from the table, and stripping others, so it's wobbly and difficult to take apart, and thus get out of the house. I know I shouldn't have left those things without receiving payment, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Thoughts? If you have no other recourse, and you definitely don't want to sell it to this guy who's trying to underhandedly shortchange you like that, I would say look for a charity that's willing to do pickups, have them come out and collect all of it and leave that guy with nothing. In one process, do two completely satisfying things. Our next story is by Salty Samham. Born again Christian tries to use the Bible to shame me. Allow me to do the same. A little background on the two main characters of the story. I, 31-year-old female, 24 or 25 at the time, have been into heavy weightlifting for the last 7 or 8 years. Due to my dad's awesome genetics, I'm able to build muscle very easily for a woman. Hanky Panky, HP for short, is a creepy old school friend of my parents who became a born-again Christian after getting caught by his wife doing the dirty with his mother-in-law. Yes, you heard that correctly. There were only a few people who were aware of the story, my parents included, which is how I found out. None of HP's other Christian friends knew about this. The other Christian friends were also mutual friends of my parents, who were friends with me on social media as well. This becomes relevant later on. Around the time that I started lifting, I built muscle fast, and I was proud of that, so naturally I'd often post before and after pictures. For the first few months, HP would always comment on my pictures telling me to slow down because at some point I'll start to look manly. I always ignored those comments because they're ridiculous. Fast forward to about a year into me lifting, I post another before and after picture, and here comes HP telling me now that I'm looking manly. Unfortunately for HP, he caught me on a bad day. So now I'm angry and decide to engage in some back and forth commentary. I ask if me being a woman who lifts weights makes me manly, what does that make him a man who doesn't lift at all? HP decided to ignore that comment and hit me with, The Bible says for women to look like women and men to look like men. Oh, the light bulb that went off after reading that. I was no longer angry, but absolutely filled with pettiness now. I mean, how couldn't I be after knowing all about his dirty little skeleton in the closet? So without further thought, I replied back with, Hmm, I'm pretty sure there's something in the Bible that states not to sleep with your mother-in-law, but that didn't stop you, now did it? After I hit send on the comment, I sat back and watched the aftermath and it was glorious. All of these mutual Christian friends were commenting, asking what happened, and they couldn't believe he'd do such a thing. I even got a few private messages asking what happened and how they were disappointed he'd do such a thing. With his little reputation ruined, he decided to call my parents and tell them what I said. Halfway through his story, my mom just cuts him off and says, Why were you even looking at our daughter's pictures? You're being a creep again and then hung up on him. Mom is a true savage and I know I made her proud that day, but the best part about the story is that his own wife, yes they stayed married, liked my comment calling him out. He avoided me like the plague after that. Yeah, I don't understand why HP felt the need to insert his opinion anyways. Like what relevancy does it matter what he thinks at all? He's not a relative, he's not really your friend. I'm sure OP probably didn't talk to the guy. It's it's just totally creepy, it's like, leave the daughter of your friends alone. This next story is by CadePow11Gaming. Instagram was hacked, so I signed their email up for a bunch of spam. I'm 17 year old male, so recently my Instagram account was hacked and I just got it back. Well, the person who hacked me made the mistake of sending one of my friends their email address. So I went onto a certain website and made an account using their email. Basically, it sends a crap ton of spam to the person's account. Also, I did this on quite a few other websites too, just waiting for them to reply. I sent them an email, this is what it said. Hello there, you thought you could hack my Instagram account and get away with it? Think again. Right now, I have a spam bot going on your email address. Hopefully you'll learn your lesson. Goodbye. I know this won't change anything, but I hope you burn in heck. Yeah, I'm petty alright. Don't freak with me, and I won't freak with you. Considering the information you have and the limited resources you probably have to get real revenge, it's pretty good. I feel like the only downfall though is nowadays it's pretty easy to create a filter for stuff like this. I guess it really depends how sophisticated that spam service is. This next story is by Tachi Queen, Horrid X, but a small and satisfying revenge. I dated a guy for several years. Admittedly, I knew he had a history of cheating, but like everyone in that position, I somehow convinced myself that us being friends before would stop him from being so awful to me. Naturally, I was incorrect. He began to mistreat me, blame me for every negative in his life. He suffered from addiction, refused to speak to a therapist, just lashed out at me no matter how I tried to help. Finally, I became physically ill and he began to pull away when I really needed support. Because I was too much for him? At this point, I should give relevant information. He was in a band. He refused to work or do anything productive in case it got in the way of the band. He worked part-time, off and on, but it was pulling teeth to get him to hold on to these jobs to even pay his rent. He ended up mooching off of family and friends. I wouldn't pay his bills and he resented me deeply for it by this stage. So one night, the band had a party. Usually I'd be there, but I wasn't feeling well and went to sleep early. I woke up to a half a dozen messages of girls who knew me, letting me know that my ex, my boyfriend at the time of this story, was cheating on me. He told me it wasn't true when confronted, but eventually it came out that he'd been continually cheating on me with at least two to three women, one of whom was a minor. We broke up. He ended up starting a relationship with said minor and the whole thing was really creepy. But I was gutted less so over the relationship but more because it forced a lot of our friends to pick sides. And unfortunately as I wasn't in the band, it left me mostly in the losing side. Once I stopped feeling bad for myself, I decided the best thing to do to cheer myself up was to be as petty as possible. First I went to get my stuff from his place. As he never worked much, most of what he had was bought by me. I took all the laundry baskets, sheets, any clean socks and underwear I could find, some dirty, I didn't discriminate too much, any stray screws, guitar picks, light bulbs, etc., threw it all in the laundry baskets. Then I dropped said laundry baskets in a nearby dumpster. Knowing I'd caused him that inconvenience made me feel a teensy bit better. Then I began a different maneuver. From that point on, anytime I thought of him and became upset or annoyed or he or his girlfriend posted about me, which was surprisingly often, I'd use his banned email or phone number and input those into marketing campaigns in exchange for in-game currency for whatever game I was playing. Posting about me on social media? Okay, I'll just spend about 20 minutes putting your phone number in to every marketing campaign I can find. Hearing stories about him talking badly about me at parties? Bet that email address won't be very useful from now on, It was small, but knowing how much mild irritation I could cause for him and his band without having to engage was greatly cathartic. It's also more or less become my standard form of petty revenge for anyone who irritates me now. Hope you like 30 plus insurance agents calling. The amount of life insurance salesmen that are coming with a last second deal that they can't miss is going to be skyrocketing. In reality though, it's probably funny to see OP like try to somehow get somebody's email address just so they can like add it to their list of possible petty revenge targets if they need so. And our final story of the day is by Riots and Rutabagas. One dollar assures cheater gets campaign emails forever. So a couple years ago I started dating a man named Richard. I matched with Richard while using a dating app and we hit it off immediately. Now maybe it's due to my age or my dating history but I'm not a lean all in immediately type of person. I like to take my time and hold my cards close to my chest. But right from the get-go, Richard was flattering and pushed for more. Texting all the time, begging me to come over, etc. Essentially lulling me into a false sense of security. Fast forward to month 4, right on the cusp of when you usually know if the relationship has a future and if you can see yourself loving the person. His personality went from lovely and attentive to a complete 180 in a matter of days. He started acting weird and distant, pushing me away. At first, I thought maybe something bad had happened to him or I had done something maybe to offend him. So when I asked him if he was okay, because I noticed a change, he first tried to brush it off. Then it continued and I tried to be gentle about it at first. But eventually I said that if this was a relationship he wanted to be in, he needed to figure his crap out. He treated me like I was crazy and tried to make me out to be a clinger. He implied that I had built the relationship up in my head. The absolute nerve of that man. I broke it off. I was absolutely perplexed as to what the freak just happened. Fast forward to a couple weeks after we broke up and I'm scrolling through Instagram. There he was with another woman in his house looking cuddly as freak. That freaker failed to mention the reason for his divorce was that he had a mistress. And there she was on Instagram. He didn't have the common decency or respect to just break up with me. Seeing as I didn't want a criminal record over someone so awful, I was racking my brain for small acts of revenge. Bag of hot dogs? Nah. Glitter bomb? Nah, it doesn't last long enough. Then I remembered something from when I worked in the non-profit world. Causes and campaigns often buy each other's mailing and emailing lists so they can solicit donations from people like-minded enough to donate to them. Jackpot! I found one of the most right-wing, Bible-thumping blowhards that I knew he would hate. I donated $1 USD to his campaign using Richard's address and email. In the next few days, he was on Facebook complaining about how he was getting an inbox full of emails. Even if he unsubscribes to one, they'll keep coming like herpes outbreaks. So after I saw my plan had worked, I unfollowed him on everything. He tried to send me a casual message around a year later, What's up? So now he's unfollowed and blocked, because honestly, screw that guy, OP did the right thing, a guy like that was always probably going to be a serial cheater, and of course a year later they hit you up with the what's up, I hope they enjoy that subscriber list for the eons to come until they filter all that crap out, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel, and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Listen to this ACAST show ad free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.